Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Max Pittman from Write For Me, and you're listening to another episode of our Business Ninjas podcast, where we meet the experts who are making things happen and scaling their businesses. And today we're talking with Mr. Randy Kimmel, who is the Senior VP and Business Development Officer at Bank of Labor. Randy, thank you so much for joining us today. Max, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. So Bank of Labor, um, you guys are in the community banking space based in Kansas City. Um, and I'm really excited to dive into what's going on um, at Bank of Labor and, uh, and how you guys are also focused on uh, the labor banking space, too. Um, in our, you know, organization, well, your organization um, itself uh, is, is very unique. So uh, there's a lot to, for us to dive into here. So excited to do that. And, you know, I love to give you the opportunity, though, as we get started here um, to tell our community a little bit about yourself uh, and maybe some of the things you're focused on. So I've had the opportunity to chat with you. I'd love if you can kind of give our uh, uh, our audience here the opportunity to get to, get to know you a little bit. Absolutely. Well, thanks. I appreciate this time, and it's it's a pleasure to be able to to get to know you and and now call you a friend. That's we've been on the uh, these calls uh, quite a few times the last couple of weeks. Um, thanks. Yeah. So um, a little bit about me first. I'm. I'm married 27 years, my high school sweetheart, um, and uh, we've got two kids, both uh, adults. Um, now I say adults; they're <laughs> early 20s. So um, it's uh, it, it's amazing uh, being a, a parent of a 20-something, um, mm-hmm. and then you're out doing business networking with people that are in their 20s, and so that's a whole other that's a whole other topic. Um, but uh, father of two. Um, in my free time, I'm a bourbon connoisseur, so I'd love uh, to talk bourbon. Um, I don't have a drinking problem. I want to put that out there. I have a collection problem, so big difference. <laughs> uh, but it's a great way to bring people together across all uh, uh, all industries, uh, all thoughts, all beliefs. Um, and so it's a great way to connect with folks. Um, I, I enjoy golf. Um, I try to play golf and uh, try to get my swing back. Um, and then occasionally I'll uh, break out the bicycle and and we'll do some road cycling. So personally, that's uh, it's a little bit about me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why we bonded, right? Golf and bourbon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> things that I, I definitely enjoy myself. Um, and when you combine the two together, it's always, it always makes for a good time. Um, <laughs> Better golf for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've been with Bank of Labor for about three years. Tell us a little bit about like before Bank of Labor, what were you focused on and, and what brought you to the organization? Yeah, so um, for the, gosh, I guess I started, I just, I'll give you my resume here real quickly, um, as fast as I can, but uh, started in banking in 1997, believe it or not, and really stumbled into it. Um, I found out that I really enjoyed working with people. Uh, I was a, a teller uh, in college, and um, just enjoyed the conversation, and also the sales process. Uh, we had a great sales program at the time, and and I I, I was drinking from a fire hose and and um, just just loved every single minute of it. Um, but spent about a couple of years at the community bank in, in southern Oklahoma and uh, really worked my way between Ada Ardmore and Seminole, Oklahoma there. Um, but uh, moved to Oklahoma City where I was then recruited by a larger bank, one of the biggest banks uh, in Oklahoma City at the time or in Oklahoma at the time. Um, that was an eye-opening experience because going from a community bank to a commercial bank um, 
I didn't realize there were so many uh, complexities to uh, banking and finance um, at, at that point, but uh, spent uh, another 16, 17, yeah, 16 years with that organization. Um, and uh, actually, I'm sorry, 18 years of that organization, 16 under the retail banking side of things, and then uh, moved into wealth management and trust uh, at that uh, for a couple of years. Um, so my career has really kind of spanned a, a number of different facets from consumer banking, um, wealth management, uh, business development, to um, to to commercial lending. So it's 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 been an interesting ride. Definitely. Yeah. And I think like um, kind of your experience is going to be perfect for my next question, um, because this is not necessarily to put you on the spot, but I know I've imagined pitching ideas and things on Shark Tanks, but I'd love it on Shark Tank or be maybe the shark myself. But um, I'd love it if, if Randy, like, you know, you're, you've been in business development, you've been on the sales side, you've been on you know, the community banking side. Like what what's the elevator pitch for, for Bank of Labor? Like, give me Give me kind of that high level about like what what makes you guys different in the community. Yeah, what makes us different in the community? Um, you know, we we are we are uh, nimble and quick in our decision making. We we know the community. Um, we want to while we do realize that there are one size um, well, there's really not one size fits all banking. You really have to understand the industry that you're working in, the the client that you're working with. Um, and what's great about us is that we deep dive into that, where uh, we'll take a little bit harder look at certain situations uh, to see if we can make a deal work versus just saying, unfortunately, you don't fit our customer prospect. Um, and so we're going to, our ideal client profile, so we're not going to be able to assist you. Um, unfortunately, we do have to tell clients no every every now and then. Uh, but the main thing is is knowing who your clients are, but then also digging into the numbers and spending a little more time with that individual or that company. So what would that like ideal client then then look like? Give me a couple of different examples of what makes for you know good customers or you know good clients. Yeah, for me from a so I focus on the community bank aspect here in the Kansas City metropolitan area, which covers both Missouri and Kansas. Um, and so we like to work with the um, uh, you know, with contractors, whether it's HVAC, electrical, um, you know, folks that are constantly uh, growing and also utilizing equipment. Uh, what we want to be able to do is help those individuals or companies with their cash management, their banking, and their lending needs. And so when you've got companies that are uh, hard on equipment, they've got to replace equipment every few years, um, we love to work with those companies. They love to work with us because they've got to find a great price uh, and, and get a quick turnaround for uh, replacing that equipment that they need to keep their business going. Um, we also like to work in the uh, um, commercial real estate space, uh, light industrial spaces. Um, and uh, we're really focusing also on helping those clients manage their their cash. Um, there's you know, There's been a lot of discussion over the uh, last few months about is our bank safe? Is, is my money protected? Um, and so finding those clients that have those concerns and we can come in and help assist them as well. Gotcha. So it sounds like, you know, being in, um, you know, in Kansas City, Missouri, um, there's probably lots of agriculture, manufacturing clients, in addition to some of the other industries you mentioned, like, so is, is like, would you say you work with those other industries too? Uh, manufacturing, yes. Um, we've commercial, or as far as agriculture is concerned, um, you're right, there is some agriculture. 
um, more so in Western Kansas and, and parts of Missouri. Um, and so we've got to have a great relationship with other community banks as well. Um, I've just had to pass on a couple of uh, uh, deals to another institution or a couple of introductions to another institution because it really didn't fit. Um, we looked at it uh, and if, if there is, while we want to help everybody, we know that we can't. Um, I think we do a better job than, than some banks in the area. Um, but there are times when we just have to um, to uh, to know when to refer out those those clients and, and make those connections. And I, you know that that goes back to one of the original reasons why I got into banking. And when I did get into banking, um, was if I have to tell a client no, I want to make sure that I have a solution for them or at least someone that can help provide a solution. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you've developed some of those partnerships almost, um, and maybe that's like a little bit of. I'd say maybe even like a secret sauce or secret power that, that you might have is like being able to referral and have other have other banks in the other in other areas refer you business as well. Um, but what would make you know Bank of Labor stand out to like an HVAC or manufacturing company? Like what is that that secret sauce that that helps you guys stand out against other banks in the area? I think that secret sauce is we understand the industry. And, and the reason being is that we are owned by a labor union. Um, there are a lot of contracts that are part of labor unions and they need uh, companies that understand what they're, or they need an institution to understand uh, what they do and how they do it and, and how their jobs work. Um, there are, are some deals that are pretty large that, uh, um, that contractors get involved with, and they need uh, an institution that, that understands that process. And you know, we were founded in 1924 by the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers, um, and for the last 99 years, uh, we've been working with uh, local companies in the community as well as nationally working with with labor unions and helping them uh, with their lending and banking and cash management needs as well. Very interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, did you say Boilermakers? Am I hearing you right? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Back in the day, um, 1924, um, you think of the boiler systems that used to heat uh, buildings and plants. Um, there's still a few around. Um, and, and now the Boilermakers are more known for shipbuilders. Um, but, uh, but yes, yeah, there's a labor union that works with those that really that, that tend to weld. And um, we are uh, are owned by the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers. Wow, very interesting. Yeah, never would have never would have guessed that. Um, that's crazy. Interesting. Well, you know, as you are owned by uh, you know a labor union, um, like I guess maybe if some of the companies um, or, or organizations that you guys work best with, like what are some of the challenges that they have specifically? Is it with you know maybe uh, you know it, um, their machinery breaks down or like they're growing and scaling, they need new machinery. Like what are some of those typical challenges that you guys hear? Yeah, some of the challenges that I particularly work with um, isn't when we're seeing small companies start to get larger and they start to grow. Um, they, they, they know what they know and that's why they've been successful. So whatever uh, industry or line of work that they're in, they've become experts at that. Typically, what I see are the companies, um, the owners of the companies, organizations are not always the most involved in the financials uh, and understanding, you know, how important it is to look at your um, your balance sheet uh, and your income statement, and um, and so I, I really try to advise those clients that are growing to understand that because 
really it's going to be them and their banker that's going to be looking at those those documents. Um, and we've got to have a good understanding of what's happening with that company and with their organization and their growth. And uh, we have to look historically at that uh, while they have their projections in the future. And so we have to kind of mitigate some of that risk as well. But um, but ultimately, that's one of the things I've seen here recently uh, as companies begin to grow. And we have a, we have a lot going on in Kansas City right now, uh, which is amazing. We're we are in the middle of the country. We're not as impacted economically as as what would typically uh, be seen on the east or west coast, and we have a ton of commercial growth happening right now. And so, along with that, we've got companies that want to that that want to get into that pool of business, and um, so we we've got to make sure that we're helping coach them through that that process. And and uh, um, I don't want to say holding their hand, but but really advising them on who to connect with to get their financials in order and to make sure they understand what what, what they're looking at, uh, so we can utilize that to help them for their business. Um, you know, as far as the equipment is concerned, I think there's been a big backlog. Um, I think they're uh, as far as with the supply chain and and getting. Um, things that are that are needed to make their business run. I know HVAC units, I was talking with a company the other day, um, they're still, they're catching up, but there's still a little bit of a backlog with some of the items that they need from overseas and parts uh, to make things work, um, but it's happening. And, and so then what we're seeing is companies grow, there's a bigger efficiency that they need to have from um, this all-inclusive system from taking an order from a customer online to actually connecting it to the billing department when the work is done uh, to the accounts receivable. And uh, and so there's a lot of discussion right now on how to make that more efficient and how to um, uh, modernize their, their processes. Gotcha. So it sounds like that, well, first the, you know, community is growing it, it itself, um, which means the market is growing, uh, which is a good problem to have for you guys specifically and for the businesses that are there. And it looks like you're there to help them in solving, you know, maybe some of their, their challenges, um, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, helping them to, to be able to hit, you know, hit the market and be able to grow themselves. And you guys play a really vital role, obviously, in making that happen. We definitely do our best. Yeah. <laughs> like tell me take me back just like a couple a couple of years, right? Like how has the business, you know, grown, you know, in general or you know, during like COVID? Like tell me, I guess, a little bit about like what you guys were experience experiencing a few years back. Well, um 2020, I get a phone call to say we want you to come to Bank of Labor. And um so I jump in in the midst of a pandemic. Um, I don't know if I would uh that that was interesting in itself. Uh, trying to grow a company and manage the um, everything that comes with what we all went through in 2020, because uh, we're a very um, client-facing organization. So uh, those are challenges in itself. Um, but uh, one of the things that that I tried to do when we came on board was we know that we wanted to really focus on the community bank side of things. Uh, this will be a, a longer story here in just a moment as we start talking about the different uh, focuses of, of Bank of Labor, but we really wanted to reconnect with our community. We've been focusing on some national level um, banking needs for a number of years, and uh, we know that we needed to, to grow uh, in, locally. Yeah. And and so um, there's 
the thing that we had to do to grow our, our business during that time was we had to make a lot of phone calls, um, staying in front of our clients uh, as best we could, if not face-to-face and over the phone. Um, I had a, a few Zoom calls, I'm sure as everyone has uh, over those years, uh, and the banking is a little bit different. Um, but uh, but the good thing is, is that we're accessible. Uh, I think the accessibility now, uh, whether um, through, through uh through mobile or through Zoom, it has been was was a lifesaver for a lot of our clients in helping them through the pandemic, um, and assisting with the the PPP loans that were available at that point in time. So really understanding what was going on uh, from the federal level uh, that would help our clients, and then also bringing in those business partners we talked about uh, talked about uh, earlier, is uh, knowing who to also send clients to whenever we couldn't um, assist the, the way that we wanted to. Um, right. uh, then as the uh, as a lot of the um, COVID restrictions were lifted and we started started to get back into events in person, um, that was almost like going back to uh, the early 2000s. And and when I, when I first came to to Kansas City, um, getting back into events, trying to create it, kind of rebuild yourself after you know a couple of years of of being um, uh, kind of socially distanced. And uh, so getting back in person, um, making sure that that we were sending the right message, um, it was it was it was interesting. I mean, do you remember the first time that you saw a car or the first time you drove after we were told to stay in place? You yeah. had to kind of get you had to get that feel back for the road. You had to get the feel back for driving again. And um, the same thing as far as being back in front of our clients and actually having the face-to-face meetings again, that was, uh, that was interesting. Um, but all in all, we had to make sure that we're communicating the right message, um, that, we're, that we are uh, truly there to help our clients and help solve those problems. Absolutely. And yeah, it's how were you communicating that message too? Like what, what role did, did marketing play to help you know, the, the well, bank stand out? I think marketing communications plays a huge role in everything that we do. You want to be top of mind. And Kansas City, uh, some will say, is overbanked. We have a lot of banks. Uh, I've lost track of how many banks we have now in the area. Um, some will say, I think, 130 or 140. Uh, I've, heard, I've seen numbers as high as 160 before. Um, so we're starting to see mergers and acquisitions again. And so we, we want to make sure that we're being very clear. And, and um, marketing plays a, a key role in everything that you do because – it communicates your, your mission, vision, and values to the customer. And um, when you're transparent with that, I, you know, I've told my clients that uh, you know I'm here to solve a problem. And if I have to tell you that I can't help you, then I want to make sure that I can at least give you one or two names of, of someone that can. Um, and, and I think that's so important that clients know that you're advocating for them as best you can. And, and they need to be advocates of themselves as well. But but um, but when you're in a situation where you're you're a little unfamiliar with the territory, you want a roadmap. And I think that that's where uh, marketing and collateral come into play. What's your next step? What's the next move? Um, you know, the, the lending piece for even individuals now has gotten a little more complex due to regulations. And so having a simple checklist of this is what I need to do to buy a house or this is what I need to uh, to buy a car. Um, you know, little things like that go a long way to help the clients understand that, that, okay, this is how this process is going to go. This is what step that I'm in. Um, and it gives them reassurance uh, in knowing that, um, that you're helping them move, move their goals for, or move them forward to achieving their goals. 
So it sounds like the education has been a little bit more of like enablement materials. Um, like you mentioned, maybe it's like some one pagers or, or white pages and checklists. Um, you know, what, what type of content are you putting out there? Um, the content that we typically use uh, from the banking standpoint is more of the the one page collateral pieces. Um, we did do some experimenting with uh, radio um, and, and saw a little bit of success from that as well. Radio is not dead; it's still there. Um, but for us, it is that content. It's 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 the first place that clients will typically go uh, to to research you and your company is your website and, and making sure that we've got the proper content uh, listed there. Um, if you've got a prospect that's now wanting you to sit across the desk from them and, and, and talk about uh, the industry, you want to make sure that, that uh, you've got the proper content uh, that you're taking with, uh, with you to really illustrate what you do and how you can help that, that client. Uh, and so we've just finished up a couple of pieces of collateral that uh, uh, we're utilizing currently in our prospects, even with our existing client base, um, to remind them that uh, – uh, of everything it is that we do. There's nothing worse than your best friend that lives next door to you, calls you up and says, hey, my business is growing. I got a loan at XYZ Bank down the street. Like, well, how did I not know this? And, and why didn't you come to me first? <laughs> and so it, it's you can never over communicate what you do uh, and how you do it because uh, a client's needs change. And as we know, um, you know, I, I may go into um, a furniture store today looking for a TV, and then next week my refrigerator is on the it's on the fritz, uh, and so I need to have that replaced. And so you, even though uh, I was there looking for one particular thing, um, I know that they sell refrigerators, so now they're top of mind. I'm, that's where I'm going to go back to 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 look for the refrigerator. I, so use it as an example to say that that uh, clients will get focused on what they need at that point in time, and not necessarily always take in everything else um, that you do. And so I think that, it, especially in the sales world, we have to be consultative. We, we, we really have to treat it like we would a medical practice. Um, what are your current problems? What are your symptoms? What are you seeing? What are you experiencing? Where are the pain points? Um, ask a lot of questions uh, to be able to dig down and, and, and get those answers and then provide those solutions uh, that'll help remedy that problem. And um, a lot of times the doctor's gonna when they provide you a prescription or they're going to give you information, uh, they're going to provide something else to go along with it to say, take this, read over it, uh, let me know if you have questions, uh, or I'll be following up with additional questions and see how we can proceed. Yep, love it. Yeah, so very, very hands-on approach, consultative approach um, to be able to obviously meet people where they are in their lives and, you know, in their journey and also to like help them, help them you know, determine like what's, what's the best fit for me, um, you know, and, and, obvi and obviously helping them and get the, the solution that they're looking for is, is, is what I'm hearing, which is, which is great. And then the marketing is there to really help in supporting, you know, their own kind of personal journeys and, and the company journeys as well. Very cool. As we wrap things up here, Randy, by the way, like, I appreciate you diving into this with me and helping me understand a little bit more about you know, what's what's going on at Bank of Labor, what's going on in the community, like where your focuses are and who you're working with. This is this definitely been really helpful. And um, like 1924, uh, 99 years ago, um, what's what's something that you guys are all working towards to get to that 100 year? What's something you want to be celebrating? Yeah, so we've got a lot of things to celebrate. Um, man, you know, as I kind of touch base on some of this history here, yeah, we were founded in 1924. Um, and 
So as we approach this 100 year anniversary, uh, that in itself is something to celebrate. Uh, but we also have another milestone that we're looking at. Uh, we are about to approach $1 billion in assets. Um, while it is exciting, that also comes with new regulations and red tape. And so, um, you know, I know that uh, our executive team is working hard to uh, to make sure that that we're getting that we're prepared for that uh, and everything else that comes along with it. Um, and then our trust division manages nearly six billion dollars um, uh, as well for a majority of that is for labor unions. And uh, so, so we've got a lot of things to be excited about. We're coming off of one of the, the best years that we've had, and uh, we have a lot of momentum moving into uh, our 100th year. Uh, and so, you know, it, we, me personally, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the growth of our uh, community side uh, of the bank, um, that our labor division continues to uh, come up with uh, a number of ways to, to help uh, labor unions across the nation achieve the, the financial goals that they need to achieve, uh, again, from their banking, lending, and cash management standpoint. Very cool. That's very exciting. Um, sounds like it's a great time to be there. And Sure, that that's why you're there too, um, and to help help accelerate the growth and uh, uh, help the company and, and bank itself like continue to grow and expand. Uh, billion dollar in assets, no no easy feat either uh, in in a rural area. So very exciting. Well, very cool. Um, where where can people find you? Um, like what's 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 going on? Like love to give you the platform to to talk about how people can find you and Bank of Labor. What's what's the best way for someone to to start? You bet. Well, um, the best way to find us, well, you can find me personally on LinkedIn, uh, Randy Kimmel. Um, that's K-I-M-M-E-L. Um, I am uh, on LinkedIn quite often and connecting with with business owners uh, as well as uh, other business professionals. So would love to, 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 to connect with anyone there and, and answer any questions. Uh, then, of course, you can always learn more about Bank of Labor at bankoflabor.com. Love it. Yeah, everyone go check out bankoflabor.com if you're in the Kansas City and uh, Missouri area. Uh, bankoflabor.com is the best place to find Randy and definitely check him out on LinkedIn and uh, give him a follow and uh, appreciate everyone for listening. And uh, Randy, thank you so much for being here and, and telling your story and being a part of the Business Ninjas podcast and helping to educate us on on who you are, and uh, but also you know who is Bank of Labor and, and what you're doing. And uh, I feel like I've definitely learned a lot about you and uh, and definitely like how, how you guys are trying to separate yourselves from, from other organizations there in the space. So um, I appreciate you you sharing your story. You bet. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you, Randy. Yeah. And thank you everyone for listening. And that wraps up another episode of our Business Ninjas podcast. Everyone have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.